Welcome to the Acts 29 Southern African Podcast, a podcast born out of a vision seeking to see healthy, reflective, and reconciling churches go on to multiply through church planting. My name is John Otarope, and I have the privilege of hosting this podcast. Our guest today is Zindile Mongalo, a beloved child of God, a registered chartered accountant living in Pretoria, South Africa. Zinzi is married to Joey, and they have a little girl named Ziana. Zinzi studied a Bachelor of Commerce and Accounting Studies at the University of Pretoria. She obtained her honors degree in Chartered Accountancy at the University of Johannesburg. She completed her articles at a big four auditing firm and passed her board exams on her first attempt, something I'm told is very hard to do. Zinzi has experience in campus ministry. She has worked for a large bank and recently co-founded Vinianza, a business passionate about contextually meeting the needs that exist for small businesses, entrepreneurs, churches, networks, and public benefit organizations in the areas of finance, compliance, coaching, and development. Zinzi, so good to have you with us. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Jono. Thank you for having me and thank you for that lovely introduction. You are so, so welcome. Okay, so Zinzi, we spoke about a little bit about yourself, but uh, maybe you can tell us the lesser known things, some interesting facts. Well, I was born and bred in Durban. Um, so I, I love the beach. I am a beach girl through and through. Um, I could spend hours at the beach um, doing everything, including swimming in the sea. Um, I, I don't do anything else, though. So no uh, surfing, no, no, snorkeling? No, no extreme sports. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, but I do love... Um, I do love I do love being at the beach. I've still got a shell collection at mm. home that okay. my grandmother is keeping. Sure, um, cool. I don't know if she'll ever throw it out, but I think it's pretty cute. Awesome. Um, yeah, I love 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 the beach. What else do I love? Love all things Marvel. Uh, sorry could to be the, contentious. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry to the DC guys, but I love I love Marvel. I love the the attention that they they pay to to every single little thing. It really is, um, they are meticulous. So every prop means something and mm. and you'll discover it later on in, in, in movies to follow or something like that. So we, we're, we're always sitting trying to dissect and trying to preempt what's coming and, and you just, you can never do it. That's awesome. Um, I'm, I'm the person that sits at the end of every Marvel movie waiting for the clue um, <laughs> to the next Marvel one. It, it's awesome. I love them. So you're big about attention to detail. Huge. Not a, not accounting like at all, right? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> so then, let me say, so you're a Marvel fan. Um, favorite characters? I'll give you two. So this 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 is I love Iron Man. Um, I've loved him for for a very long time. I love I love his humor. Uh, I think his arrogance is is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. But I think I think as a nerd and a geek myself, I love that he's a superhero that doesn't have any superpowers except his brain. Sure. Um, and he's he's done all of these things because he's come up with them and he's dreamt of them and and he's used his his tech know how to to make himself a superhero. And right. I think that's awesome. You could have been Iron Man or Iron Woman. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Accounting Iron Woman. <laughs> um, so there's that. And then there's Black Panther. Right. Love Black Panther. Love how uh, he put a spotlight on, on Africa and Africa's potential. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, just love that narrative and everything around that. So I, I think um, I won't rate the two. I think okay. that could be very contentious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but those are my two favorites. Fantastic. Fantastic. It, it seems like we're going to have to ask every single person who comes on the show um, 
if they like Marvel or DC and which characters they like. <laughs> Anything else? What, uh, what, what, what fills your day outside of accounting? Well, I have an 18-month-old, so she definitely fills ah, my day. Okay. Uh, Baby Shark and Peppa Pig are very high up on my list. Keeping you busy? Keeping me very, very, very busy, but filling with me with so much joy. Oh, that's awesome. So good to hear. Well, we thank you. Um, we, we can tell that you're very busy and very um, uh, focused person. So thank you for coming on the show. So the reason why we, we invited you on and we're so thankful that you came on is because we want to see healthy churches uh, go on to plant many more healthy churches. But often a hindrance to being a healthy church is being one that is non-compliant. Um, so it can be uh, the last thing on a planter's mind or a pastor's mind. You know, we're thinking fundraising. Yes, sure. We're thinking leadership. We're thinking strategy. We're thinking all sorts of things. Um, but in terms of tax compliance or financial strategy and those kind of things, that's kind of low on the priority list. At least that's been my experience. Uh, maybe chat, chat us through your experience. What have you experienced in, in, that, in that sense? I think you've, you've hit the nail on the head, Jono. Um, it is very, very low down um, on the list. And, and generally, it, it doesn't come up on the list until it's a problem. Sure. Um, so uh, church planters are very passionate about the mission, and so they should be. Um, but they, they are administrative things and compliance things that, that could get them shut down if they don't pay very careful attention to. And so I think even in the planning process, those things need to be kept in mind. And um, generally with, with accounting, I mean, the perception is just that the, the, the finance person or the accountant of the church is the person that just collects the tithes. Mm. Um, and and does a fancy presentation. Yeah, once uh, a month, and we kind of we folks go. nod off a little bit just between <laughs> worship <laughs> this is, and, this and is the, the sermon. This is how much people are giving. Right. Um, and and that's generally it. But no one really talks about the compliance side. How do we keep our doors open practically? How do we make sure that we are above board when it comes to um, the revenue authorities? When it comes to being compliant with the laws of this country? Yeah. Um, I think that's very 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 important and sure. should be kept in mind. So good. I mean, this is not just abstract stuff we're talking about. A couple of years ago, I remember we were kind of uh, um, doing something at office. We were having a meeting, discussing something, and a gentleman came up and knocked on the door and said, hey, I'm, I'm from the South African Revenue Services, and I'm just here to make sure that uh, you guys are above board, um, that everything's in order. And so we kind of scrambled. We were checking, well, what, what do we need? What do we need to get? Um, and thankfully, we had folks looking out for us. We had uh, super, super capable folks, uh, you know, looking after our affairs, and so everything was in order, but uh, I, I shudder to think what would happen had we not been. Yeah, I think in, in general, my experience has been that um, churches and NGOs in general, it's it's not a malicious thing that they, they're trying to run away from the law right. um, or they, they're trying to hide money behind uh, underneath the books or whatever, but it, it it's just a... a it's just something that, that isn't at the forefront of their brain. Right. Um, and so there's so many things uh, to keep up with uh, in the ministry as it is. Ministry is tough. Right. Um, and so this this is not something that they think of. So, yeah, there is accounting laws. There is um, Companies Act laws. There is tax laws. And, and those are not, unless you are in those industries, um, thinking about those things every day, it's not something that you'll be well-versed about or even think that it might be a problem. Sure. Um, uh, there's there's a, a popular accounting phrase that says, accountants solve problems that you never knew you had. 
That is so good. That is so good. So I think I think this is this is one of those where yeah. you don't even know you have a problem until it's huge. Right. And then it's kind of like the ship is sinking. That's it. Yeah, that's scary. Um, okay, so obviously we're talking, um, we, we mentioned the South African Revenue Service, but obviously across Southern Africa, there's different uh, authorities. Um, but I think what I'm hearing you say is that it needs, you know, we need to be aware of, of what the tax implications are. Um, does every church pay tax? They should. Okay. Uh, so in general, well, in South Africa, let me speak about in the South African context, um, churches aren't all exempt from paying tax, uh, neither are non-profit organisations. You have to apply for that exemption um, with the, with with SARS, with the the revenue services, and um, basically what they do is they they assess whether uh, you really are doing what you uh, what you say you're doing, what you're about. Uh, so for X twenty nine, if if you are about planting churches, um, yeah. you need to demonstrate to them that the money you receive goes towards planting churches. And then they grant you that exemption because you are for the public benefit. Right. And they name you a public benefit organization. Um, and then you don't pay tax. But if, but even in that, it gets complicated because there are certain areas where maybe you are a public benefit organization, but then you decide that you're going to open a car wash on the side. And that... That or car wash school. or nursery school or even bookshop. That's, wow. that's, that's actually quite popular. A, a church will have a bookshop. Um, and, and that bookshop revenue might not be exempt from tax, but your tithes are. So it really is important to, to have someone who has a detailed understanding of the law of the country um, to be able to help you navigate through this so that you don't think you're okay just because you're a public benefit organization and you've got your exemption, right. but uh, maybe not all your activities qualify for that tax exemption. So, sure, yeah, it gets tricky. So I'm hearing you, I think I'm hearing you say that, you know, in the same way that we're, we're, we're seeking folks that are gifted at teaching and preaching and leading, um, you know, being utilized within the body, I'm hearing you say that there's a, there's a deep need to make sure that those folks who are gifted administratively are are being invited into to to these processes. Hundred percent. So I think it, it goes even further than gifting. It goes with, it it is gifting. It's passion, but it's also education um, surrounding that. And 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 sadly, um, well, maybe not sadly for me, but uh, accountants aren't uh, aren't cheap. Um, they've 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 gone through a lot of education and they, and they go through a lot of work trying to keep up with the changing laws uh, every day and so it's it's not it's not a cheap uh, service and and I think that can be a hindrance to right. to many small churches and many organisations um, that that are just are just trying to further the the kingdom and so but I I do think that investing in someone or involving someone who is educated and skilled and is passionate about uh, accounting, um, it's, it's imperative to include them in, in your planning of your church and how your church runs. Um, so good. So even, even though it, it can cost you and, and initially it's, it's not something that you may have put aside uh, money for, uh, I do think it's a worthwhile exercise to try and get someone uh, who can do that? And and look, sometimes within a church, you've got gifted individuals that are willing to volunteer. Right. And tap into those um, right. wherever you can, but where you can't, um, do, be willing to invest that money because it is so worth it. Sure, sure. Uh, let me take a slight detour here. You've you've had experience in ministry, um, campus outreach, I believe. Yes. And um, you've also got experience, of course, in the corporate world in accounting. Um, what has been a great joy 
what's been what, what great joy as you've as you've navigated those two spheres? I think um, the corporate space is is very secular. I think, as many people know, and um, and and working closely to uh, ministry organisations, I've always wondered how can I marry the two. Um, I don't believe that my work um, as an accountant is is a secular thing. Right. Uh, it's a gift given to me by God, and I should glorify God in in all things Amen. that I do. Amen. Um, and so, I do believe that my accounting gift um, and skill is something that is God glorifying, and it's God's work. Right. Um, but what a joy it is to partner with churches and 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 NGOs. Um, to help them in that, and and the the culture in in the two different um, areas is is so unique. It's so different. Um, churches are all uh, passion, passion, passion. This is what we're we're going after. Um, we're winning souls for Christ, yeah. and that's what yeah. we're doing. Uh, who needs accounting? Mm-hmm. Um, and corporates are all about we're about the bottom line, money, 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 and uh, accounting also gets in the way. Sure. Uh, of that sometimes wow. and it slows down the process of them getting to the money so uh, accountants generally aren't popular in <laughs> in both in either sphere wow. <laughs> in both spheres um but i think in in corporate the difference is that there's a a greater appreciation for accountants even right. though um they may slow down business uh but there's a greater understanding in the corporate world of the need for accountants um and the services that they provide. Sure. Whereas in churches, I don't think that awareness is 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 there yet. Right. Yeah. That's so good. I mean, what you just said, I loved what you said. You said slow down. You know, it makes it slow things down. And I think as as planters, as you know, church planning networks, we often move so quickly um, because we you know we're trying to get things up and running and and uh, you know we're trying. Um, but that is so good. I think it's a word that we hear constantly: is just slow down, mm. slow down. You know do things properly, wait on him and be led by him. So, and also look at, you know, listen to the folks within your, in your, in your congregation, in your church. I spoke about the joy and you touched on those. Um, what's been a frustration being, you know, uh, gifted administratively, this counting knowledge and yet uh, involved, heavily involved in ministry. I think a big frustration is not always being able to, to do what I'm gifted at in the full extent, to the full extent. So, um, be it uh, time um, or, or resources, um, churches and, and NGOs don't don't necessarily always have that capacity, right? Um, to allow me to do the full extent of what I need to do. Sure. Um, and and like you said, it's it does slow things down. Um, it does pose a hindrance sometimes. Um, but it is important, right? So I think the frustration is is working sometimes um, with people that that feel like you are opposing the work in ministry, mm. and and that and that and that's disheartening because you're almost you're partnering with them because you want their ministry to go further yeah, in the so long good. run. So good, um, and 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 sometimes that 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 meeting of the minds doesn't happen. So yeah. that can be very frustrating. Sure. You you said something, you said it hinders, and, and yet I guess what I'm asking you, does it hinder? Is it worth it in the long run to slow down? I think it's, it's if you think of an investment, you plant a seed, yeah. um, and it, it takes a while to grow, and you need to water it. Um, it it's not necessarily an easy process, and I think I could, I could even um, 
draw draw parallels with ministry. Right. Ministry is exactly the same. You don't plant a church today and you have 5,000 followers the next day. Right. Uh, compliance is exactly the same. You don't wake up one day saying, I am compliant with sure, everything. Sure. Um, you, you keep your receipts. You uh, do your financial statements. You, um, you comply with, with all the laws of the, the, the regulatory authorities. And, and that takes time and it, it requires an indiv- individual or individuals that, that have the capacity and passion to do that. Uh, so it, it, it's, it's not an easy process. I don't believe that it hinders. I think it enables. Sure. I think it enables is the right word um, because it enables an, a ministry or an organization to go further than they would have had right. they not been compliant. So good. You even used the planting metaphor there. So <laughs> that's brilliant. Um, okay. So I love what you said. We, you know, we don't wake up the next day and we're compliant. So what, do we, what, what would you say to church pastor, church planter that um, is now getting a bit of a wake-up call listening to this? Um, how do they go about becoming compliant in whichever region they're in within Southern Africa or within South Africa? Um, walk us through that. What would be, what would be your kind of... Uh, your, your, your takeaway to them that you give sure. to them? Sure. Um, well, I guess uh, awareness is the first step. Um, so you are aware now that is important. I think getting the right people in the room is very important. So whether it is uh, sourcing an accountant that is currently in your congregation or in your organization or seeking external help, it is very important to, to get people that are not only uh, passionate or gifted about accounting and compliance, uh, but also people that have the necessary education to back that and be able to keep the church compliant or keep the organization compliant. I think that is very important. And those people, you can partner with those people to make sure that in the long run you are compliant. Mm, so good. Again, in the same way that you partner with folks fundraising and you partner with folks with leadership training, partner with somebody who has a good knowledge of your country's accounting uh, or tax compliance uh, rules. Okay. Um, what would you say uh, if you had to say there was one thing that you had to do tomorrow to get tax compliant? So I've just planted this church. I have, you know, I've been taking in offerings, thousand offerings. Um, yeah. What do I do? Find an accountant. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Find an accountant. So I shouldn't. So I, I, I mean, I can try it on my own, or what you would can. you say? Look, you can try do it on your own, um, but like I say, it, it gets very tricky. And if you don't know the 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 ins and outs of how the application process works, it 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 really can uh, get you in a little bit of trouble. Right. Um, it is a very onerous process, uh, especially in our country, to become tax exempt. So um, you. Like I said, you would have to prove to the regulatory authorities that you're doing what you're saying you're doing. And and that takes documentation, it takes uh, evidence, um, and it, it, it it's it's a waiting game right. with, with the authorities. And and if if as a as a pastor, as a leader of a an, a non profit organization, you don't want to waste your time doing that when someone else can be doing it sure. for you. Sure. So I think it, 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 it's, it's not an overnight thing, like I said before. So it, it is important that you get the right help. Fantastic. That's so good. So even us as X29 Southern Africa, we, um, we have uh, 
recently acquired the services of Vinianza, um, and of which Zinzi is a co-founder. Um, and and we, we found that that's been tremendously beneficial to us as a church planting network, as a church planting organization, to be compliant, to ensure that we're following all the correct procedures, that we're doing the right things, that we are above reproach, and that we are uh, honoring the law of the land. And so um, we can highly recommend the services of Vinianza. Uh, Zinzi, where would folks... Um, go about connecting with you, uh, maybe making some inquiries, following you, seeing what you're about? Sure. Um, they can connect with us on our website. They can um, email info at mvinianza.com or they can just visit our website, mvinianza.com. Um, if I spell it, it's M for Mary. Cool. <laughs> public on that. Malika. Uh, M for Mary, A for Apple, um, that's okay. Sorry. Take your, take your time. Um, so that's M for Mary, um, V for Vine, uh, I for information, uh, N for nanny, cool. <laughs> I for information, A for apple, N for nanny, Z for zebra, A for apple, dot com. Fantastic. Info at mvinianza.com. Fantastic. The vine, again, once again, we had that church planting. <laughs> okay. Um, so we, folks can connect with you there. Thank you so much, Zinzi, for your time. It's been a great joy. Um, I know that it's been convicting. We pray that this has been for our listeners' benefits and ultimately all for God's glory. Um, we know that, that you have been blessed and that this, I'm sure, has been a little bit of a wake-up call to many of us. Please don't forget that you can connect with us, x29.com forward slash network forward slash southern hyphen africa and you can follow us connect with us on linkedin facebook and instagram until next time bye bye